can't they just add me to the Barbie movie in post? This is The Social Dose. The Social Dose is your go-to podcast for a gorgeous dose of what's going on in the world of social media, brought to you now every Tuesday and Thursday. Today is Thursday, June 29th, and I'm Paris Nicholson at Paris Nicholson on socials. And I'm Michael Judson Barry at M Judson Barry on socials. And now let's get into these headlines. Today, Barbie movie mania is making us go insania. We're counting down the days and the posts until the film's premiere. Next up, so many men on the street, but are there too many? We get into the trend that is taking over America's public spaces. Finally, if your friend and boyfriend fight like siblings, are they fucking? We unpack social media's latest debate. All this breaking social media news and more coming up next on The Social Dose. We'll get right back into those stories after a brief message from our sponsors. Do you think it's our HelloFresh ad, Michael? We'll I see. hope so. I hope so. I love that ad. And we're back. <gasps> Michaela, have yes. you been privy to the trend online that is the Grimace Shake? Are you familiar with the cultural phenomenon? Yes, and it's terrifying because I always think they're real because I'm the most gullible person on the planet. Um, what do you mean you yes. think they're real? People are dying from a Grimace Shake in a comedic way. Uh, so they're actually di- okay. Explain, explain what these okay. are for people who have not seen them. Capitalism is capitalisming as it does. McDonald's <laughs> is celebrating the birthday of Grimace, which like who gives a shit about Grimace? I don't know. But they have this weird, freaky purple shake, and Gen Z is like, oh, you know what? We're gonna take the piss out of capitalism because they're destroying the world. So this huge trend's going around where people are like, hi, I'm trying the Grimace shake. They take a sip and then it cuts to them like running through the woods at night naked on all fours, or like hanging from a chapel by their wrists. It's actually getting insane. And luckily the promotion for the Grimace shake is coming to a close soon because it's getting kind of dangerous to the point where I feel like somebody might die trying to make one of these because kids uh-huh. are kind of doing too much now. I mean, the production value is incredible. The videos are great, I think. But be careful, children out there, because y'all are doing some crazy stunts. It's giving when people were planking on shit and then falling off and dying. That's what it's giving to me. Yeah, because I guess it's one thing to try and just sort of recreate a scene that looks like it's out of Blair Witch where you're just heaving purple goop in the woods. But yes, you're right. There was one where a kid was like hanging from his wrist off a bridge, just like purple stuff, which was terrifying. The commitment, admirable, incredible. The safety, no, don't die for a grimace shake. (laughs) Please don't die. Although these movies are frighteningly realistic. These movies. All of this to say, Michael, I did uh-huh. try the Grimace Shake last night, and that bitch turned me out. She got me together. She was delicious to the point where I actually went back for dinner and got another one for dessert. I had two yesterday. I'm not well. Paris. With that being said, I will be in rehab for my Grimace Shake addiction. Um, but Michael, here's the thing. Uh-huh. Yes. Speaking of fictional characters like Grimace, I took it upon myself to invite a real-life Barbie to join us on The Social Dose today. It is none other than Big Brother Season 24 winner and Barbie come to life, Taylor Hale. Taylor, welcome to The Social Dose. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm a little concerned for you and your Grimace addiction. I think we need to get that checked out. But you should taste it. But I will not be doing that. I will leave that to you. But let's just (laughs) take care of you, Paris. I want to focus on you and your well-being. So let's get away from the Grimace addiction. Um, Just like leave purple behind. It's very 2020. What year is it? 2022. Leave it behind. It's not even my color, the purple. And you know what actually happened? I brought it home and I was like going to give my fiance Dwight a sip and I spilled it as soon as I walked through the door on our white carpet. Luckily, (gasps) 
the purple washed off very easily, thank God, because I was like, this is going to be some fucking bank robber ink that's never coming out of this shag white rug. But she came out and she was cute, wow. thank God. Yeah, I'm going to well say done. right now, you should have filmed it. It could have been your own TikTok nightmare. It could have gone viral. Girl, you know I did. Okay. That's right. Oh, you I filmed did, of course. It. The that moment I spilled, I got that camera It's coming out, out tomorrow. <laughs> this was just to drum up interest in it. Oh my God, yeah. Paris, can I ask a deeply personal, super gross question? And Taylor, I yeah. apologize for getting to this point. So remember when those Lady Gaga Oreos came out where they were like pink and green? Yes, the chromatic Oreos, famously. Yes, and everyone ate them and then it gave them like green... Um, oh, really? Excretions. Yeah. Um, like forest green. Did the purple drink do that for you? Because, I mean, if all. it gives one a festive poo, that's a very like fun spin on this. I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. I, it did not. It was standard color. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That sorry. Like Again, sorry for like, taking us there. <laughs> no, that's an important question. I honestly think that that's what the listeners are probably all wondering. So it's important that we pose that question. Yes. One last question I need to pose to Taylor before we begin these headlines. Uh-huh. Taylor, we have hotly been watching the race for Song of the Summer for 2023 here at The Social Dose. I'm interested to know, what are your top contenders right now? There's no contenders. It's only one prime song. It's Padam. Padam. They Thank you. Okay, it's nothing Padam. else yeah. but Padam. No, we read Song of the Summer when I see Andy Cohen showing Padam to Kamala Harris and she does her little <gasps> Kamala laugh. Like, we're we're past the point. Exactly. <laughs> her Kamala laugh, the ha ha, where yeah, she laughs like Elmo. Little, her, it's yeah. an Elmo laugh, and I get the silk press <laughs> shake. I get yep. a little bent over moment. Maybe she's out of camera. Uh-huh. She's back in frame. Song of the summer. Certified because Yes. Yeah. At Stonewall, just to really drive it home. At Stonewall. All right. On that note, let's get into today's stories. It's a Barbie girl summer, and we'll take everything in hot pink. From the hills of Malibu to the friendly skies, advertising for the new Barbie movie has become more common than plastic. It's fantastic. And there's seemingly no end to the marketing budget or the posts. Michael Judson Berry has more. Yes, we obviously expect to see a lot of online advertising for movies, and the Barbie movie has been no exception. There's been the Barbie filter trend a few weeks ago, the viral Barbie and Keg mugshot videos. Like, they're really owning the social media marketing at the moment. However, I love that they are doing in-real-life advertising stunts as well, which I feel like we haven't seen in a minute. So there's the house in Malibu, there's the Malibu Barbie Cafe in New York. I, I love these. Please, let's let's dive into and start talking about these. Taylor, I, I assume you've seen these as well. It's inavoidable, and I want to live in explicitly this world only and alone. Yes. I'm obsessed with the Barbie dream house. Listen, I was trapped in a house last summer. That was a little bit of a horror <laughs> story. True. It ended out well, but <laughs> I would pay an arm and a leg. Actually, no, I'm going to try to keep my $800,000, but I would still pay yeah. good money to be in that Barbie Airbnb dream house. Lock me in the house for the summer. I've done it once before. Let me do it. Let me live this fantasy. It'll be an amazing experience. Please and thank you. Oh my God. Uh, I would love this Big Brother spinoff where it's a Barbie Big Brother. <gasps> Big Barbie. Big Barbie. And it's Barbie? just girls. It's just girls. It's just it's, girls. Oh, it's we don't just need boys. Girls. Wait, can we have like Ken's in there, but they're like uh, overtly gay men who just like look sort yeah, of like Ken. Only gays. Only the boys gays are allowed to gays. I won't say no. And I won't they're say just no there like with that. cocktails on trays. Okay. Yeah, yeah, serve me. Serve me cocktails. I want to lay out. Serve, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Incredible. Can't wait for that. Um, I saw one, and I've actually driven by this exact bench in Los Angeles, and it was a tweet that said, what if we kissed on the anti-homeless Ken bench? And this one just kills me the most because, like, it's a hot pink bench with Ken and the Barbie logo. Looks so happy and positive. But you look at the design, and it is clearly hostile to those that are unhoused because a bitch couldn't lay down comfortably if she wanted to on this bench. Unlike Ken in the graphic behind the bench, (gasps) which is ironic. 
That's true. That's the, oh, what a painful irony with that. And he's just like, he's mm-hmm. just Ken. Uh, it's just Ken living a life that's better than everybody else's, I guess. They're really trying to drive that home that like, if you live in the Barbie world, your life is just better than everyone. Yeah. And that's oh why God. I'm excited the most for the movie. Okay. So the thing I love most about this Barbie guerrilla marketing campaign is that because it's so monoculture at this point and it's like you see everything as Barbie everywhere you look the fake Barbie stuff that people are coming out with is becoming more and more plausible because obviously people are going to make memes about it for example a tweet I saw from Matt Stassoff who said these Barbie partnerships are getting out of hand and it's a Lockheed Martin Barbie fighter jet yeah (laughs) that's just like (laughs) hot pink which I love that you thought was real. That they were like, I did We've not think got it was real. New. That was a joke. No, okay. I sent you that to that. the group chat. No. no. You hateful bitches. Lies and propaganda. <laughs> I found this tweet and sent it to y'all because I knew it was fake. Mm. Right, right. Mm. Believable. Uh-huh. Although, <laughs> what else have y'all seen? Uh, what else do we have? Well, I mean, the real one, the the Malibu Barbie house that they have built, which I love that Architectural Digest did a partnership with them where they had, did one of those like celebrity, like, welcome to my home. Let me like that walk so around and, and they did it, but on the set. So it, but they make it sort of look like it is an actual house, which I, I loved. But there is this house in Malibu that you can go stay at apparently. Yeah. And here's the thing about this house. I need to know when the party is and how I can get invited because they're definitely going to do an event. They are absolutely holding an event of some sort in this house. Yes. It can't just be for Airbnb gags. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go to at film updates. They shared a picture of it from at John Schreiber who they shared it from him. But yeah, it's, it's amazing looking that they rebuilt mm-hmm. a Barbie house. Um, I would live there. This is, Taylor, this is where they would film it, right? I'm 100% in. This is where they would be filming it. I can already see us having our little HOH competitions. I can see us evicting people. I can see people crying <laughs> in the back room. But, like, it's happy because everything's pink. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, she walks on water. This is one of the very few times in my life where I'll be pro blonde hair, blue-eyed white girl. But, like, there's so many different Barbies, too. So, you know, I yeah. love this world. Mm-hmm. It's an all-inclusive Barbie space. Yeah. And it they really seem feels to really like they're like doing it so other. right. Yeah, and I love how there are no walls in the bedroom, so they just wake up and wave at each other, and they just say, good morning. Good morning, Barbie. Like, so I hope you know, this movie comes out. very in. Yeah, I hope this movie comes out, and this is what we do to each other on the street. Like, you see your neighbor on the street, and you're like, good morning, Barbie. Yes. That is such we an all just optimistic go take. I will not be doing that. Um, <laughs> but you have so much fun. I adore really? you. You're awesome. <laughs> Without Thanks, Michael's baby. optimism, we would be sunk on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, It's the only thing keeping us afloat. (laughs) And with that, I've just heard word from our social scientist that it's time for a break, divas. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? (laughs) Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Oh my God, we're back. 
These men are for the streets. Literally, men on the street interviewers are now more common than the clap. Anyone in a major city knows you can't walk to Starbucks on a Saturday without being asked what you're listening to or if you want to double it or give it to the next person. That makes me think of a Bette Midler song where she's like, he will give you the... Anyway, um, Paris Nicholson reports on this plague and not on this Bette Midler song that he doesn't know. Yes, Michael, the rise of TikTok has led to a direct rise in people being in people's business. Man-on-the-street interviews are common practice in journalism. However, they have become more common in just day-to-day life, with people thinking that they, too, should have a little microphone, put it in people's faces, and interview them. Um, I, for one, recently saw one from user at Soma Kazima, who... Asked a, I will will say allegedly, but I have a feeling that the person that they asked is a member of the LGBTQ family. Um, but they asked them, hey, how how hot would you rate me on a scale from one to 10? And this man said, negative one. And they proceeded to kind of really unpack that for her because I guess she's like a masochist and asked follow-up questions to that. <laughs> and at which point he kind of just breaks it down and says, I feel like I've seen copies of you all over the place. You're unoriginal and therefore you're common, dear. And it was so appropriate because I feel like the people that do these interviews I'm like get out of my face you're so obnoxious you're so annoying most of the time roast them yeah where she's like are you calling me ugly and he's like no I'm calling you unoriginal which I love the comment he was so nice unfortunately you're unoriginal he was being so kind he did not have to be he could have roasted the shit out of her as I would have Mm -hmm. but you know I so appreciate someone (laughs) who will do a kind drag because I think we need it was an ethical dragging an ethical dragging we need more reality We we, we need realists in the world these days we do. Uh-huh. I do like the comment that was like, I'd rather be called ugly. And honestly, kind of same. <laughs> like, at least uh, if you're ugly, you can be original. Yeah. yeah there exactly. are so many supermodels that are quote unquote ugly, but they're still paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How do y'all feel about this in general? Just like on the street interview, get up in strangers' faces with a microphone and ask them questions. Well, as someone who adores attention and also putting people in their place kindly, I love these just because like, I love <laughs> ruining people's own bubble of their self-perception and what they're doing. So give me the mic. Yeah. Let's go toe for toe. So Ooh. you're receptive to it. If somebody re- comes up to you, you're like, yes. Only because I know I can just throw it right back in your face. But yeah. I, the ones where people try to do gotchas or especially those ugh, the straight men that try to ask women questions about like, trying to degrade them or being sexist, that I'll really get into that one. I would love for one of those guys to approach me. Have you guys ever been approached oh, by one of these? I want this to happen. I personally have not ever, and I imagine that if I was, I would do exactly what that woman did in that one where she's like, no, get someone else to do it, and then just walks away. (laughs) Uh, I have not, but I've seen Billy Eichner and his team chase people down multiple times. So I've been walking down the street, Uh, and all of a sudden, you see this, like, tall, lanky man going, how do you feel about Deborah Massing? And, like, (laughs) screaming by you, and then, like, 20 people with, like, clipboards and papers just sort of flying behind them, chasing after him. And some, like, poor person, like, you know, just being, like, accosted by him. It was like, I don't know, is that Julianne Moore? I don't know. (laughs) Here's the thing, they're all just copycats. Not to call these people unoriginal. I know we have a friend of the pod that does this. We love Miss Hannah Werner. But Uh you can't outdo the doer. If Billy Eichner is running down me, yeah. he's probably also got a celebrity with him. So that would be fun for yeah. me. But these little nobodies, so sorry. I was nobody at once at one point in my life. I understand it. But these little copycat nobodies that are just going viral here and there, eh, uh-huh. there's enough of them. 
Yeah, and I True. think it's, we're oversaturated. Uh, yeah. And I think a little bit of me, like I, Hannah, I think is different because she's actually like a very skilled comedian. Yes. But I feel like a yeah. lot of people who aren't particularly good at things but want to be yeah. funny try and run up, and they kind of count on you to be the funny one. To me, it just feels lazy. Where it's like yes. you couldn't come up with your own things, so you just chase somebody down, hoping they'd be funny. You know, they just ask you a crazy question to try and get you to be funny, or not even trying to get As, you to be funny, but trying to make you the butt of the joke when your responsibility yeah. is to be like some kind of reaction or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who are good at it, like this Davis Burleson. It's on TikTok. He has over 2 million followers. It's the What's Poppin' show. That's what it is. What's Poppin' with Davis on TikTok. But that one, I think he's like very sweet and approachable. And I like that some people, like, we saw the one where he interviewed this man who's a plus-size model, and he sort of gives in a moment to, like, just talk about, like, beautiful, positive things. And, like, you know, you know how he's like, oh, I, I appreciate, well, I don't know. I, it's just, like, lovely. I'll be honest. I watched a couple of them. Like, yeah, they're like wholesome and he like doesn't seem particularly offensive in any way, but I'm also getting like a little bit of Ellen. Is anybody getting Ellen? You're just looking at the haircut. Yeah. No, but you, I'm also looking at like a, like a white, gay, sanitized person with a microphone interviewing people. And I, like keeping I it positive. I truly believe you, you just see a Nordic white person with a haircut and you give Ellen. Yeah. All white people look the <laughs> same, Taylor. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I a thousand percent see that too, but <laughs> at least it's kind of like he's a positive one. And he did, I saw one where he bought a woman a snack. I thought that was nice. Well, like nice. if you're going to like put someone on the spot and interview them, I guess like buy them a hot dog after. Yeah. I'd prefer Froyo. But yeah. Ooh. Give me five yeah. bucks, you know, I'll talk. He's like, I'm going to buy you a hot dog. And you're like, no, you're going to buy me Froyo now. And then he would. <laughs> he probably no, you're going to buy me a Birkin. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, let us know if you have ever been approached by somebody on the street with a tiny microphone and asked to be interviewed. And if so, please include a link to the interview should it be posted. Uh, You can do that at thesocialdosepodcast.com. And until then, we're going to take a quick little break. And we're back. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, best friends are often explained as two peas in a pod. But what happens if your man's pea is in your best friend's pod? Oh, I don't like that at all. (laughs) Taylor, um, I'm going to throw this one to you because your reaction to that was priceless. (laughs) I I haven't seen an eye roll like that in a hot minute. Thank you, Michael. So TikTok user Courtney Ebling posted a video this past week of her best friend and her boyfriend, quote unquote, fighting like siblings. In the video, he's chasing the best friend around, holding her upside down, teabagging her, fake fighting. Listen, the internet is totally divided over whether this is normal behavior or if the girlfriend has her head in the sand. It doesn't look too good to me. It's really giving, like, fratty guy, girl, beefing with each other, but they're just too comfortable. It's it's very, very bizarre and icky to me. Yeah, now we cannot say that they are fucking for sure, but we can say that it seems like they could be. They do feel too comfortable being physical with each other in these ways, specifically the teabagging where she's being held by two men at once. And I'm like, I mean, if it was me, I'd have fucked them both, you know? I don't know about y'all. Or maybe yeah. I don't know Perhaps what they looked like. But. They everybody in this friend group already has fucked each other and like they got out their system and now they've established their actual roles in the friend group as dating and friends and so on and so forth. I this honestly is, believe that could point. be true. 
that's the one thing that's missing from this conversation is the possibility of it just being a thruple. Like y'all could just be a happy thruple if you want. But I think the audience for this video was so like cis and white and hetero yeah. that like that didn't even occur to them, you know? No, it's never going to occur to them. There's no bed sheets. There's no headboards. There's no furniture in any of this video. <laughs> They're not going to be a thruple anytime soon, if not ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Those oh look super rough. Yeah, they are. Well, that's where I get where people are sort of jumping on the siblings thing. Like, I do like the comment from at Tekel 6 who said they playing like siblings now, but later they're going to make siblings. But that whole like... <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but they do sort of... The way they're tussling does feel very sort of like bro like two boys, like... But little kids, like when you see like a four and five year old just running around batting each other the way like puppies do. But like when they're two adults. It's animalistic. It's like what Denise Christie said. She's just there recording their love story. And yeah. But people, it has been like a big conversation about, you know, like, would you let your best friend tussle with your girlfriend like that? Like, how would people feel about it? But and then the gays are weighing in, like, at Gay Leo Fan, also known as Fancy Squid, who said straight people's inability to let their partners have close friends is insane. Y'all are so insecure. And I was I like, mean, uh, I don't know. I, like, am famously, like, an only child. So, like, roughhousing is never something that I have identified with. Oh, Thank yeah. you. You see me. And it's like, weird. But, like, when you go to your cousins, didn't they always try to, like, roughhouse? I don't and, like, have play? cousins. Both my, yeah, my mom's an only child and my dad's sister didn't have siblings. So it was literally just me. Oh, that's such a dream. I know, it's wow. great. My cousins, I come from a long line of white trash. So my cousins are like loose socks, rug burns from wrestling on the carpet. I'm like, ew, stop it. You smell like feet. Get me out. Let me uh, go hang out with the adults. But I'm just like, this kind of play at any age, I don't condone. So how would you feel if your significant others were like this with some of your friends? Since neither of you Physically violent, enjoy the tussling scared, thing. probably. I wouldn't be friends with people like that. Look, no, let's be very exactly, yeah. honest here. Like behavior like that is very unattractive to me. It's chaotic energy that mm-hmm. I don't want in my space. So I would not allow that in my orifice. Any of them. Taylor, what's Any your orifices. sign? I'm a Capricorn. Capricorn. Oh my God. Literally Capricorn sun, bitch. Capricorn moon, cancer rising. Oh, the oh. one, 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 the cunty one. Oh, dream. My God, this Same. is why I'm like I nervous and cap. having trouble speaking because there's two of you today. Where are you, Michael? Like, <laughs> I'm a Gemini and I'm afraid. You should be terrified. Um, I am. This is why it all makes sense now. That's why I couldn't speak earlier. Yeah. <laughs> you two didn't even realize you were doing it. You were the peas in the pod. In the very intimidating, gorgeous pod. You also both have, like, cheekbones for days. Like, ugh. Oh, my God. This is why. I should just leave and let the two of you take the rest of this on your own. Just take a vacation. You deserve it. Paris, let's have some fun. You two enjoy the rest of the episode. We'll just each take a turn with taking an episode off. I'm happy with that. (laughs) Um, What else about this? Anything else to say about these chaotic white people? I did see one comment. I have no idea who it was from, but one comment said something like, they're not cheating right now, but I feel like if the girlfriend dies, the two of them are going to find a lot of comfort in each other afterwards. And I feel like that is specifically what's going to happen here. That's exactly what I think too. It's very like Olivia Rodrigo. I don't actually know what happened with Olivia Rodrigo, but didn't like she broke up and then immediately her boyfriend started dating some other girl because they had been like talking while they were dating. It's very that, I think. 
allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I don't know Olivia Rodrigo from A Can of Pain, but I do know one of those songs. <laughs> I know he says that a lot, and it always gets me. Um, what? Olivia Rodrigo? I don't know her from Not A Can of Pain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got that from Dwight. That's a Dwight phrase. Uh, that's that's a really good point. It's sort of like what did um, what did Carrie Fisher say about? Uh, Elizabeth Taylor. There was a famous thing where like her mom was Debbie Reynolds, who was a huge movie star back in the day. And Elizabeth Taylor and her were best friends. And then Elizabeth Taylor's husband died. And Carrie Fisher's like, yeah. And then my dad went and comforted her with his penis. Like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Michael, really fast. She says, um, my dad made his way to her side and then quickly made his way to her front. The rushed <laughs> no. to her side and then quickly made his way to her front. <laughs> Amazing. Thank That's you, Chelsea. Better. Thank you. I love when we trick the producers into being in the episode. I, I always, t- somehow it always comes back to old movies with me. But oh, we have to talk old movies eventually. Anyway. Wait, are you an old movie buff? I love Perfect. them more and I specifically love Doris Day. She's a comedic genius. Yes. Are you familiar with the thrill of it all? Wait, no, I haven't seen that one. <gasps> I do love Doris Day. You have to watch it. It's a, real quick, you guys, it's a comedy about okay, yes, a uh, housewife who is married to a doctor. This housewife then finds herself doing one single ad for Happy Soap, and they make her the new darling, and she ends up out-earning her husband, who is a doctor, in the 60s, and you see all the tension of feminism and sexism come to head, but it is surprisingly ahead of its time for its day. It's amazing. You have to go watch it. What's it called again? The Thrill of It All. Also, the the male lead in the movie is the same man who played the old man in The Notebook. So, James Garner, you have to go watch it. Oh, it's a James... Okay, I have okay, to watch this. Okay, this is perfect that you two have found each other. I'm going to leave. And you guys <laughs> yes. can just have so much fun talking about, like, I was Greta like, Paris, Gerwig. you should watch no, Doris Greta Day Garbo. movies. Because yeah. she did a... Greta Garbo. She did a lot of movies with Rock Hudson. Famous, like, tall gay Hollywood hot. icon. Yeah. Hot, gay. Super okay. tall. Oh, yeah. Okay. He was, like, 6'6". Six, six. Oh, my God, Taylor. Yes, we need to just do a spin-off episode where we just talk about... Because I don't know that much about film noir. I've done a lot of, like, old movies, but that's, like, a genre I haven't jumped into that much. I'll text you so my favorite So, any one. at all... Please do. Any at all advice. Yeah. On, on what to watch. I will move it to the top of my queue. Of and course. make. I made Paris watch his first Marilyn Monroe movie. <gasps> Which one? I did. It was Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Of course it was. You The iconic dance, the song, the dress, uh-huh. yeah. diamonds. And, but I had no remember, idea. You were like, oh, she's funny. It's like, yeah, yeah she was I, hilarious. I, I was watching it and I was like, oh, I get it. She's funny and so gorgeous and charming. Surprise. <laughs> Which like she had just been like so, I don't know, commercialized and turned into like basically, like, she was like a logo to me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. She was like a person. Because I never. And I see images of her, but yeah. I don't know a personality or anything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I, I understand all the hype because she was really How giving. old are you, Paris? I think that's really offensive and hateful for you to say, Taylor. No, I'm 32. <laughs> As a black <laughs> I'm 32. Woman, okay. i am 32 and i have been for like since i was 10 Mm. yeah and i've been 84 since i was 10 yeah no paris i thought you were 25 with the lack of knowledge that was in your head but it's okay thank you (laughs) not not (laughs) your appearance it's just the ignorance you actually look like hell you just don't know what the fuck you're talking about (laughs) i have the hairline of a 32 year old but the brain of a 16 year old And with that, besties, that's the end of our episode today. We've had so much fun hanging out with you, Taylor. You simply have to come back. But first, please let our listeners know where they can catch up with you. It's very easy to find me. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at the Taylor Mac. Mac spelled M-A-C-K. And what about Twitter? 
Oh, I am on Twitter. I say very stupid things on Twitter. Um, my Twitter is the Tay Mac because they don't like my full name over there. So T-A-Y-M-A-C-K. Oh. Work. You can right. also find her by searching Taylor Hale, which is how I found her. Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how you know you're a star, Diva. Because we just Google you. <laughs> Besties, don't forget to catch up with us on our socials. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to leave us messages at thesocialdosepodcast.com and we might just share them on our show. And with that being said, I am off to steal the deed to the Malibu Barbie dream house. And I'm about to go on a deep TCM Twitter rabbit hole. I'll see you all in about three months. Happy scrolling. Happy scrolling. The Social Dose is a Sony Music Entertainment production. The EPs are Sarita Wesley and Jasmine Henley-Brown. Daniel Jones-Wesley is senior producer, Chelsea Jacobson is producer, and Sunny Balkin is associate producer. This show is engineered by Gulliver Lawrence Tickle and John Scott. Music by Dom Jones. 